Hey, how's it going? Welcome back to the uh, Free the Sour Stone podcast. I'm your host, Elihi. Enjoying a nice, beautiful day out here. Thinking of uh, going kayaking in a sec. It's actually been a, been a little bit since I've been uh, out in the water, aside from just uh, being on a boat or being on a ferry or something of that nature, or even just my car, just driving it into the water. It's been a while. Um, it gets a little messy. I, uh, I'm not opposed to getting the car wet. It's just kind of hard to pull it out, you know? always had the idea of just put in neutral, but it's it's hard to, you know, hard to shift into neutral when you're underwater. Uh, you know, drowning is a factor too. I'm trying to work on my gills, but um, a little too much too quickly. I don't know. But that, that that's that's an argument for another day. Uh, how's everyone doing? Hope everyone's, uh, hope everyone's staying healthy, staying safe and all that. Uh, today is May 20th. Today is the big bad day where uh, everything or a lot of things in Connecticut, New York, wherever start to open up more and um, I imagine there's still limits on how many people can be inside certain stores, but I know that, uh, certain restaurants are doing outdoor dining, uh, certain places are allowing more and more people in certain places are reopening. Um, you know, there's conflictions on all that. I mean, go out at your own risk, you know, obviously we're all adults. We can handle our bodies our own way. Right. Um, you know, cough as you need to, <laughs> uh, in your arm, of course, I don't get people that cough in their hands and just go to shake your hand or go to hand you money or flashbacks when I was a cashier for a few years. Just I don't understand the concept of, oh, I'm going to cough. Let me be courteous. Let me cough in my hands, then grab cash and hand it to the cashier. Because it's like, it, it almost seems the opposite. It almost Instead of being courteous, it seems like they wanted to get me sick. So, but uh, good thing I had Lysol on me because I just always chuck it at them afterwards and uh, blame the cashier next to me. You know, I don't do that, but uh, think about doing that. Uh, oh man, that reminds me one time I had a guy who walked up, he had a bill in his mouth. And keep in mind, nasty, yes it is, not only for me having to grab it, but for him, hey, do you know where that cash has been, homie? That's that's nasty right there. That's, that's paper that is soiled and dirty, you know. It used to be clean once, I'm sure, when it was first printed. But then, uh, yeah, you don't know who or what has sat that bill, man. Crazy. And I look at the guy, I'm like, cool, whatever. You feel confident in it? I'm not going to judge. Hands me the bill. Soaking wet. Things saturated with saliva and spit. I'm like, okay. Uh, <laughs> just, and I, I'm not, I'm not super ballsy to the point where I'm just going to tell this guy off. I'm just going to be like, you know, sir, you should have done this. This is your mistake. Me and you outside. Like, no, I, I just, I had this moment of he had no humility and therefore am I to go the extra step to make him feel humble about it or, humi you know, humiliate him about it? Or am I to do my job? I did my job. I was like, ah, so I took literally, I put it in, I took the Lysol wipes. I wiped down everything. And it, it's just. You know, I wasn't trying to be obnoxious about it in front of the guy, but that's a weird gray area because we all got, you know, like, you, you know, when you read these posts online about people dealing with rude customers, you always have those really intense overcompensating people. And they're like, oh, if someone did that to me, they they wouldn't make it for the 15 minute trip to the ambulance or uh, for the ambulance. To uh, I just butchered that. Let me try to rephrase that. They'd be like. The ambulance wouldn't make it. They'd have to search in five different directions because I would have cut off their hands, their nose, their legs, their body. The ambulance wouldn't know. I'd give them a scavenger hunt and they would have no idea where to look. That's that's what happens when you mess with me because I'm hardcore. Mm. You know, I see these posts all the time. Or It's always it's especially fun when you tell someone a scary experience. And they're like, oh man, good thing I wasn't there. I would have I punched a dude in the face. I would have told him off. And it's like, all right, yeah, um, you would probably be a statistic, <laughs> you know, you'd probably be an early death, my friend. Uh, 
you never know what people are doing nowadays if they're carrying if they're not carrying if they're violent if they're not violent or if they're trained or they're not trained and that shouldn't deter you i don't think you should like anticipate uh fighting somebody if they're weak you know um like if they're not 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 to say if they're weak rather i think that's a little intense i'm just saying like if someone's like not carrying a weapon or not trained i don't think you should be like oh cool okay i have the past i, I don't think we should pick fights in general you know uh I don't know. That's that's just my thought, you know. Um, but then you got these people that just like to kind of jump the gun and go, yeah, no, but if it was me, if it was me, I would have dodged that punch. I would have flown that kite. I would have kicked them off. Flippity, flippity. Nah, I mean, I would have put the rug underneath the desk so when I drop things, it wouldn't make noise. Like, I, that's a lot, man. Okay, rugs, what? Kites? I, <laughs> it's sunny outside. I don't get it. Um, very interesting stuff. I don't know. Uh but it's all good fun. It's all good fun, man. You know? Um, oh, man. But I, I read actually a really obnoxious case of this recently. So uh, big MMA fan, big UFC fan, of course. Um, and there's a gentleman named Anthony Smith. Now, he fights at the light heavyweight division. He's had a very long career. He's had many fights. This guy's a grisly dude. But what's kind of funny about him is I feel like from a distance with the way he looks, just he looks very built, very scary, especially if you look at his highlights of just knocking people out and all his tattoos. You think, you know, is it not natural for us to assume based off previous experiences, oh, he's probably going to act like this or talk like this. The dude's a gentleman. The dude is such a nice guy. And there's so many examples of it. Like, um, you know, there's just moments where people will trash talk him and he'll just respectfully just respond. He won't even like... Uh, John Jones and him have had kind of a rivalry going on uh, before they ended up fighting. Uh, Anthony Smith lost the fight, but before that, there was a buildup. And um, Anthony Smith, uh, you know, uh, he was on the uh, the he was part of the team to kind of interview Jones after his fight because Jones had just successfully defended his title at the time. And um, I forgot what Anthony Smith said, but I, it wasn't anything disrespectful. But I remember John Jones kind of was like, you know, picking fights with Anthony Smith. Which here's the thing too. Fight promotion is subjective. Maybe he says something that I'm like, whoa, this is intense. Came wait for the fight. But maybe to someone else, they're like, whoa, that crossed the line. Not into that. You know, it's it's subjective. At the end of the day, you're trying to get eyes on the screen and, you know, people in their chairs to watch the fight and generate more money for you. It's just, it is what it is, right? Um, can't get caught too much in the theatrics. Just trying to enjoy it and pass on, right? Um, instead of angrily blogging about it. I didn't like that he said this, you know, just who's that going to benefit? Um, but it was kind of neat to see Jones was being a little rude to Smith and Smith just kind of handled it with class. He was just like, Hey man, uh, I've handled, I I've been respectful to you thus far. Maybe you should try it. And it was just the, it was, I am, I'm paraphrasing what he actually said, but I thought it was a funny way to handle it. Cause Jones immediately was just like, Oh, uh, sorry guys. I just fought. I'm just a little intense right now. <laughs> it's such a funny de-escalation of a situation. Um, cause Smith, you know, he didn't put, he put his chest out and be like, well, you talk to me, I talk to you, you talk to me, I talk to you. Like, no, it's just like, listen, listen, guy. Okay. I've been nice to you. Please be nice to me back. And it was cool. And I like Jones too. That's the thing. Like, no, you know, obviously Jones just fought in a very intense fight and he won by split decisions. Very close. So of course he's kind of like up there and just intense. Uh, but fast forward some time, you know, there's been moments where Smith has just been a gentleman and, uh, even in the fight, uh, there's a rule in certain states where if you knee an opponent in the head when they're on the ground, it's illegal. It's it's a dumb rule. I don't agree with it. Um, but it is something that causes a lot of issues with a lot of good fights and they get stopped and, you know, it's a no contest because this and that happened. And he needs Smith when he was on the ground. 
And Smith could have taken that as a disqualification win. He could have said, okay, I'm injured. I'm hurt. I'm going to collect this victory. He didn't do that. He goes, nah, I'm, I'm good. Let's keep fighting. And while a lot of people can go, yeah, well, he should do that. He's a fighter. There are people that will gladly accept that, that uh, DQ win. There's people that have done it. So especially at such a high level, a championship fight that you're losing. I mean, you know, respect to Smith, man. I looked at that and I was like, dude, what a, what a good guy. You get to see a continuation of the fight. And he's going to try and win the hard way. He's not going to take it the easy way. I respect that. So fast forward some time, uh, the beginning of this quarantine, he was, um, you know, he had this really horrific experience where uh, a guy had broken into his house and was just screaming at him and charged at him. And you got to understand, Anthony Smith is a world-class MMA fighter, has fought for the world title. The dude is a monster. And the way he describes this event was that the kid was smaller than him. The kid was probably like 170 pounds. Anthony Smith is upwards of probably 230. Because you figure he, people that cut, people cut down to the weight classes they fight at. So you figure he's not walking around at 205. He cuts down at 205. So he's a big dude. And he's just, he said this guy was taking all his shots. Every punch, elbow, knee. He said, look, this, this kid was, he was taking it. Like I was fighting for my life in there. And this kid was not stopping. Um, he's so humble too. Because of course, you know, you get little inklings here and there of just how badly he had beat this guy up. Um, because he talks about, yeah, there was blood everywhere and things like that. And, you know, he was just hurt. He was Anthony Smith is such an amazing guy because he's such a scary dude. He's such an intimidating fighter. And yet he has no shame in mentioning he was afraid for the lives of his children. And for him, I think that's admirable, dude. Like I'm listening to him stopping this intruder from Lord knows what, like, you know, and He's not he's not making it sound like he's good. He's he's not making it sound like, oh yeah, this guy broke in and I knocked him out, no problem. He's like, no, dude, this was scary. This guy came in, he's screaming at me, charges at me. I didn't know what to do. I'm trying to hold him down, I'm trying to fight him, but he's just not stopping. And, you know, my wife is over there trying to block this side hallway because they thought another guy was in the uh in the house. Just horrific. And respect to the family too. The family stepped up too, and they're like, Look, like we're gonna defend the kids, the mom, the grandmother. Um you find out that, uh, you know, Anthony Smith, he does carry, uh, I believe it's a handgun or a pistol or something like that. So he usually does have a gun, you know, situations like this. Um, and he does uh, usually locks everything up at night. But this happened to be the one night the garage accidentally got left open. And of course, this guy kind of just moseys on in and it's no one's fault. Listen, I've done that. I've left the door unlocked. But this is just another example of why we should always just make sure every door is locked at night. Um, I always do, man. I... I I've never had a situation where I've had someone break into my home, but I definitely had it to where I just had to pause for a second. I just got handed the Bible. What? Why did this happen? Why did sister came in and just gave me the Bible? I, does this mean I need Jesus? I don't, I, I feel judged right now. That's, that's, that's uncalled for. How dare you? First of all, it says your name on it. Okay. Am I to just pretend that's my name? If you rearrange the letters, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Apparently we need Jesus, you know, respectable. But anyway, <laughs> back to my story. Can you imagine if the guy broke into Anthony Smith's house and he just hands the guy the Bible? He's like, yo, 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 listen, here you go. Imagine that awkwardness. But anyway, um, I just admire the fact that Anthony Smith was just like, um, going back, I admire the fact that he didn't take the time to be prideful. He was honest. He was like, dude, I was frightened. I was scared. And he says, at one point, he got on top of the kid and had a knife on him because it was like, no matter what he hit him with, the kid wouldn't stop. So he's holding a knife to him and he's just like, 
he's worried with the idea that he would have to kill this kid. Like, he's not loving it. He's not like, oh, great, I get to kill somebody because I'm a big bad fighter and I like to hurt people. No, he's like, dude, good thing I'm trained. But, like, this is not cool in any shape or form. And fortunately, the the cops come. Everything's taken care of. The kid had brain swelling. <laughs> like, we talk about a bad decision. I'm fairly certain the kid was on drugs because... I don't think you could take shots from someone like Anthony Smith, elbows, knees, punches, and just keep going and not be on drugs. But you find out, too, apparently, this kid was a wrestling state champion back in the day at 170 pounds. Um, and there's actually, this is frightening, there's surveillance footage of him going to one of his neighbor's houses. And I think he, like, he opens up the screen door and you see him scream so loud. If you go up, look this video up, watch it at, like, half volume. But this kid just, like, screaming. And he's screaming at the person. He's like, get out, get out. And it doesn't make sense. You think this guy's going into someone else's house and they're, he's screaming at them, telling them to get out? I don't know. But he was terrorizing all the neighbors before he had broken into, um, or rather, he had gone into Anthony Smith's house. And unfortunately, Anthony Smith is a trained fighter and is able to defuse the situation and uh, makes him a local hero for that county, that neighborhood, right? Um, but uh, scary, man. Scary. Uh, you know, and uh, fortunately, no one's really hurt aside from the kid breaking in, you know? It's another reason don't break into people's houses. I uh, unless you're invited, you know. Vampires know that, man. You can only go in a house if you're invited. That's that's that. Um, I'll never forget, you know, being in Connecticut. There was a horrific story, and I forget where ta what town it is, but it was like this happened many years ago. But it's always haunted me to this day. It always makes me want to lock every door because it's something as simple as keeping a door locked will just invite somebody in, right? Um, there were these guys that broke into someone's house and uh, I think they like, they drove the mom to the bank, had her pull her money out. They, I think they raped the mom, the daughter. This is horrific for the record, obviously. But then just like, I think killed them all, like the house on fire. The dad survived, but like horrific burns. And now he has to live with the fact that he's been robbed and his, his wife and his kid have been, you know, sexually assaulted and then murdered. Like that is so much. Oh, and he got beat up too. Um, and I think... From what I was told, the reason they got caught is because they crashed their car into a tree in the guy's driveway. So, you know, that I, I got I got thoughts on that. I'm like, were they freaked out at the end? Where they're like, oh man, we just got away with this. We need to drive away. And they in this sporadic moment, they crash into a tree. Did they experience fear at that moment? Was that what led them to crashing their vehicle into a tree? Or was it just whatever were they on drugs and maybe they weren't coherent and weren't understanding where they were going and crash the into a tree there's it, weird layers there i i get afraid a lot too but it's usually after like thinking of i don't know like did i hear something downstairs oh no is someone in my house not like breaking into someone's house and attacking people you know it's 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 weird it's a shame that people have this uh impulse to go and attack people like that but it was so horrific and so barbaric and they interview the people because they got them and i you know they're arrested for life why did you do this? And they're like, well, the door was unlocked. If I'm not mistaken, it was that simple. It was, yeah, the door is unlocked. Cool. Like, wh what? Excuse me? <laughs> you just, this, this isn't for any particular reason. You're just like, listen, the door was unlocked. It would have been rude for us not to come in and do all this. I mean, come on, you know, <laughs> that's, it's just, a, it makes me think about locking my doors at night for sure. It makes me think about, there are people like that that'll just come in and do things for the sake of it. So I might as well just lock my door and just not have that happen. But regardless, this was a situation where luckily no one was hurt except for the guy broke in. Anthony Smith handled it. 
respect to him and his family. Uh, I hope his kids aren't really dramatized in that because, you know, it's got to be scary. Imagine in the middle of the night, you hear a kid screaming at the top of his lungs. That's frightening, dude. I would I would be freaked out. I wouldn't know what to do, right? Um, you know, but, uh, oh, I know what I would do. I'd hand him the Bible, full circle. I'd run downstairs and be like, listen, pal, Leviticus, bam. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. Pick your favorite Leviticus verse. Leviticus uh, 3.19. Don't come in my house, homie. I don't know. Uh, so basically then, uh, you know, you fast forward some time and uh, people are congratulating Anthony Smith. They're like, hey, man, like, I hope everything's okay. Uh, you know, good for you for stopping this. Because if he hadn't stopped it, who knows what would have happened. Maybe the kid would have attacked somebody. Maybe it would have continued. Who knows? Um, but John, oh, John Jones. John Jones, why? He, he tweeted at him the most passive aggressive thing ever. He's like, you know, basically saying, I hope every, I'm happy everyone's safe. You know, sorry that happened. If that happened in my house, the guy wouldn't have left walking. Just like, okay, but why? No one asked. No one asked, Jones. Like, I, we get it. We get it. You're big and bad. You know, if a guy broke into your house, you would have murdered him. And <laughs> for those that don't know, John Jones is... Probably the most gifted athlete we've ever seen in mixed martial arts. The guy has beaten a who's who of world champions. The guy is considered the best fighter of all time. He's up there. And if he's not your number one, he's definitely very close. Very close. So that being said, as gifted as he is in the octagon, is as gifted as he is at causing trouble in his neighborhoods, he has a plethora of legality issues just from DUIs, firing guns recently for some reason, uh, breaking house arrest, breaking parole, um, testing positive for performance enhancing drugs, which has been more or less acquitted in recent memory. Uh, that's a whole other argument. People, there's, there's, there's proof and there's evidence that there's a lot that you can take just over the counter stuff that can be tainted with like things that are on the banned list, you know, like estrogen blockers, things like that. Uh, so it's suspicious, but it's also just like, dude, like it can happen to any of us, really. Like we've all had something that maybe should have been in the food or like our supplements and it just happens. Right. Um, so that that's that that in itself is a murky area. Um, but another good argument I've heard, too, is this kind of John Jones is so gifted that even if someone had steroids, they would be able to beat him. And I'm like, yeah, I, I think that's pretty fair, too. Honestly, like you can go and take all your performance enhancing drugs. I don't think you're going to beat John Jones. It's just just not a thing. Um but, you know, a little a little awkwardness there, man. He he kind of was just like, yeah, I would have, you know, the guy would have left my house walking. Like, okay, why? Because he would have left crawling? I don't get it. Like, you know, would he have left the house? Would you have invited him in? Would he have stayed with you? I don't know. And with, with his with his uh, string of legal issues, I can imagine John Jones is excessively beating the guy to death. Like, I, when it comes to self-defense, it's a very murky area. You know, certain certain states are very much into the whole idea of, um, if they're not presenting legal force, you can't, or lethal force, you can't legal force. If they're not, if they're not breaking into your home with your lawyer, with their lawyer, then you cannot sue them in the county, like state law. I don't know. I, I know there's certain states that do not allow you to basically, uh, uh, what is it? You know, lethally attack somebody after breaking into your home. And again, that's a murky area. I it's so hard to tell in a fight or flight what's going to happen, how you're going to react. That's so, so murky. Because on one hand, too, bottom line, someone should not be breaking into your home. And I think I lean more on the side of, look, if you're going to break into someone's home, especially in the middle of the night, things of that nature, you're uninvited, 
all bets are kind of off. I'm sorry. I don't, I, I'm not a fan of murdering people. I'm not a fan of hurting people. I just think that there comes down, there comes to a point of like self-defense and protection. You don't know what the other person's on. There are certain drugs where, you know, they're not going to register pain. So it's going to take some lethal force or maybe they're just, they're intent on hurting you. Maybe they woke up today and they're like, you know, I really feel like breaking someone's home and just screaming and attacking the kids and burning the house down and whatever. Like, you don't know. So I'm not an advocate of like, you know, hurting people unnecessarily too, because that's the, that's the murkier. It's like, okay, what if you break in? But what if you subdue them and then it's unnecessary? But that's so hard to judge. None of us are there in your house to see like, okay, well, you didn't need to like do that to him. You didn't need to pistol whip him 12 times and hang him up on the wall. That was excessive. You know, like I, I'm not there. I can't, can't judge, but I can imagine John Jones with his legality issues, like him excessively just beating up a guy, just the guy's like, I yield, I yield. And Jones is like, what round three? You think you got me? <laughs> Jones is like, I, I didn't hear no bell. I'm going to finish you, you know? Um, Man, they went back and forth. Smith was just like tearing into him. And Jones was just like, well, listen, man, uh, you should have left the, the garage door closed. Because if someone like me had broken into your home, I could have had my way with you all night. And I'm like, oh, that that's hmm. I don't like that. That was really lowbrow. Because on one hand, going back to what I said earlier, John Jones had beat Anthony Smith by un unanimous decision. It was it was clear every round Jones. Yeah, good fight. You know, respect to both guys. Smith could have taken the disqualification when he didn't. Respect to both guys, right? Jones, obviously, is the, you know, pound for pound great. Anthony Smith, an honorable dude that would rather take a unanimous decision than a DQ win. That's who he is. Cool. But now utilizing that known situation into the whole idea of, hey, you just went through this dramatic experience. You just had to deal with a home intruder. And uh, by the way, if that was me, blah, blah, blah. Like that, that, oh, man, I... I I like this one phrase, um, you know, uh, this, this goes back to, um, this goes back to something, I don't know if you could hear the phone just ringing there, that was, that was obnoxious, that ringtone, oh my, um, this goes to this thing that Pete Davidson had said a while ago about this one, um, there's this, this veteran, and uh, he had the eye patch on and everything, you know, and he made a joke about him, and, um, it was all in good fun because eventually, you know, he got the T's, Pete Davins back. They're cool. Everything's cool. Because in the moment, it was like, nah, I'm not on board at making fun of veterans. That's not a, that's not what we're going to do here. Pete Davidson. Uh, <laughs> but that being said, not sure where I left off. There's times I've had to pause this because I've had someone jump in. Uh, just at the doctor's office call and things like that, you know. Uh, just, uh, you know, just health related stuff. So no biggie there. Um, but I was talking about John Jones. <laughs> oh, John Jones, you know, amazing fighter. That's the thing. What he's accomplished in the octagon is incredible. But then it's also like, uh, you can't talk about John Jones without like, it's, it's either, are we talking about how amazing he is as a fighter or just how awful he is outside the octagon? You know, he's a great guy. He's a, he's a family man, things like that. And it's a shame because you don't want him to screw up. I'm, I'm not rooting against John Jones. I'm not like, yeah, he's screwing up again. I'm just like, oh, again. Jones, please, you know. Oh God, I just thought of a bad pun. Every time he goes without like getting in trouble, he Joneses that. Nah, that's that that's that's dumb. That's dumb. That is dumb, and we're refuting that. But the thing is, 
John Jones is a great guy, you know, as far as the fighting goes. I, I feel like that comment he made against Anthony Smith was kind of in bad taste. I, I didn't like that. I was like, yeah, you know, the guy just went through a horrific experience and you're kind of making this into like, I'm big and bad. And then he got called out and he made it even more of a thing. Like the first comment was whatever is, you know, slightly passive aggressive. Like, okay, Jones, whatever. I roll. The next one was like, oh, yeesh, Jones. That's a yikes for me, pal. But what can you do? I don't think they're going to fight in the future. I mean, uh, Jones, you know, he had already beat him. And Smith isn't exactly high-ranking enough to go compete against him. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, you know, he's got a plethora of opponents to come and uh, fight him. So very excited to see with that. He's actually challenging this guy. He wants to fight this guy named Francis Naganu at heavyweight. Um, or actually, he said his first fight, he wants to be a catchweight, which means it's not officially a weight class. It's in between. But he wants to fight a guy. Let me put this in perspective for you. If you guys played Smash Bros, uh, you know, Ultimate and everything, and even some of the recent games, if you're familiar with a character called Ganondorf, you know how Ganondorf is exponentially broken when it comes to his punches, how the damage meter is like 20% up, like almost every strike has a lot of kill shots, they're called, you know, a lot of moves he does that just normally kill people. Terrible recovery in the, in the, in the sky. Like if he gets knocked off the ledge, but I mean, when it comes to actually fighting, very, very painful. It doesn't take much to like destroy your opponent. Now, picture if we took Ganondorf, made him a real life person, for someone who's just overpowered when it comes to any strike they can throw. Let me introduce you to Francis Naganu, a guy that grew up working in a sand mine, a guy that was inspired by the likes of Mike Tyson. And decided to train to become a fighter and get off the streets. Because before, had nothing, had no money, anything. Or at least, rather, moved to France and that was more of a thing. Had nothing. Moved to train to France and everything. And just continuously got better and better and better. And man, look up his highlights. It's frightening. If uh, any of you have listened to my UFC 249 breakdown, uh, I talk about how Francis Ngannou was going to fight... Uh, Rosenstruck, this uh, world-renowned kickboxer and at the time undefeated MMA fighter. Boy, he he looked like he killed this guy. He literally just swung in and connected with him. And the way that he went limp afterwards was just frightening. And the follow-up shots, oh, oh, man. It's it's scary. This guy's power is scary. It's it's one of those things like I like to compare it to to like if you watch Naruto when he's in sage mode, he doesn't need to cleanly hit you for it to still be effective. It's how strong this guy is. He doesn't need to cleanly hit you. He can just graze you and you're just like, whoa, equilibrium off, concussed, dead, legs missing. Jones wants to fight this guy and admittedly skill always trumps for the most part against power, but you know that old phrase, a puncher's chance, right? Someone can just get caught and that's it. Um, I uh, Now, it's funny because a lot of people that are worried about it, you know, there's this ongoing thing in MMA culture where like people hate casual fans because you have your big names like Ronda Rousey, Conor McGregor, everybody else who only know those people and don't care about other fights. And I'll be honest, I kind of don't like casual fans either. It gets a little annoying when people only watch the sport because – Oh, it's a strong female. Or, oh, Connor, he talks a lot. I like him. It's it's really annoying. It's like you don't care about the sport. You just care about this one person because X, Y, Z. And on one hand, it's valuable to have more eyes on the sport. It's like, you know, this isn't like, oh, I'm better than you type thing. It's just like, man, I really wish you could appreciate it like more than just this one idea. More than just, oh, here's Ronda Rousey. Oh, here's Conor McGregor, whoever. 
you know, it's just like how everyone knows who Muhammad Ali is, but no one really watches boxing. I mean, a lot of people watch boxing. I'm saying everyone knows who Muhammad Ali is. But I mean, how many fights have they really watched in boxing? A little aggravating. It's like, yeah, I like Muhammad Ali. He didn't, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, cool. Do you know who he fought? Oh, ah, uh, ah, uh, um, he fought the Viet Cong. Yeah, yeah, he went to Vietnam. And it's like, ah, uh, you, you really don't know who Muhammad Ali is. You're just, you're just like a guy who talks, whatever. Okay. Um, so a lot of people are like online, especially they're like, Oh, only casuals think Francis Nagano can beat Jones only this and that. And it's like, uh, listen guys, in recent fights, Jones has actually been very hittable for the most part in his career. He, uh, he's relatively good at not getting clipped, not getting hit. Jones has a very interesting t- uh, statistic with that too. He's never been knocked down from a strike. I mean, there's times he's gotten hit, you know, pretty good times. He even got rocked very rare, but I mean, he's never been dropped from strikes. The dude's barely ever been taken down. You know, there's barely moments where he's in trouble in fights. He's just so in control all the time. Um, and in his recent fight, he fought Dominic Reyes. And a lot of people thought Dominic Reyes won. And I'll be honest, I had to rewatch the fight. But watching it live, I felt like Dominic outstruck him. I feel like Dominic Reyes won that fight. Um, you know. But that that's the thing, is that the fact that Dominic Reyes was able to land a lot of strikes on Jones. In his recent fights, Jones has gotten hit a good amount. And it makes me think... You know, there's this thing called ring rust. Ring rust is the idea that uh, you're away from the sport, you're away from your craft so long that you're rusty. And then when you're rusty, you make mistakes. And in fighting, you make a mistake, you get caught, you get injured, you get hurt. And then it's time will tell if you come back from that. There are certain times you lose a fight and you never come back the same. There are certain knockouts that just end careers. And Francis, you know, power is the equalizer. It's just like when I talked about Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder has unworldly power. And same Francis Ngannou. I would be interested to see them fight. Imagine seeing those two fight bare knuckle would just blow my mind. Because neither one's super like technical. Not to discredit their skills. They're very skilled. They're, they're in their positions for a reason. They're more basis on power, both of them. And they both have really, they have a lot of success. So it'd be interesting to see the two of them fight. Um... But that being said, Francis Ngannou, all he needs to... If he hits Jones once, Jones is done. And you hear this a lot in fighting, but I mean, let's just not forget the fact Francis Ngannou broke the world record for hardest punch. That's, like, imagine getting hit by that. Imagine getting grazed by that, you know? That's, you know, and with Jones not looking the best in his recent fights, and you could argue the people that fought him had better technique. That That's fair. That's fair. My point is that maybe Jones is slipping up and maybe Francis catches him once, you know? I, I'm not necessarily super confident in Jones fighting him. I love the idea. I, I love and admire the fact he wants to fight Francis. I think that's great. Uh, supposedly, if it happens, it's going to be a big payday. But uh, we'll have to see, man. We'll have to see. That's that's a big risk in your career. Grant, at this point, he's... I mean, he could have retired fights ago, like many fights ago and been fine. But the fact he's still fighting, still like trying to legitimize his legacy, I, you know, I respect it. Um, that'd be a fun fight. Because, uh, that you know, the last time Francis really lost decisively was against a guy named Stipe Miocic, the heavyweight champion. Stipe got clipped with a lot of heavy shots and ended up losing the fight after that fight. He won against Francis, but he received so much damage. The following fight, he had gotten knocked out in the first round. And I have I have no choice but to believe that if he had not gotten clipped with a lot of heavy shots, then he probably would have been able to survive. But who knows? So that, that, that's been happening. There's a lot of stuff like that. A lot of MMA talk there. Other than that, man, I, uh, 
I've been doing um, since last night into today. I've been doing what's called a liquid cleanse, just uh, you know, or intermittent fasting, fasting, whatever you want to call it. Just uh, kind of excusing myself of food for t- uh, 24 hours and then um, hydrating a lot. You know, it's important to always drink a lot of water. Still took my vitamins this morning. You know, vitamin C, zinc, B, all that. Um, uh, even drinking coffee, which uh, you would think not good for liquid cleanse. And you're right, but I don't have any creamers, any artificials, any sugar, just completely black coffee. You know, um, black is the night. So uh, pretty good. Just kind of rolling with that. I, uh, It's interesting. I've heard about intermittent fasting. I know friends who've done it and I, I can see how it makes sense. I can see like how if we have a lot of food, sometimes things stick in our stomach. There's a lot of um, studies on stomach bacteria. And how that can affect our, uh, you know, our judgment, our memory, our focus, things like that. Um, things I'll, I've always suffered with, you know, my sensory issues. Uh, but that being said, um, I um, fasting, I feel like something I've been progressively, I, I don't want to say I've been working towards, but I feel like it's been something easier to achieve because I've been noticing an ongoing thing of just, uh, I don't want to use the word gluttony or gluttony, whatever it's called, but overeating, you know, at times just eating too much. And that's not to say I've been obese, but, uh, in recent memory, I was borderline there. I went for my physical with my doctor and he said, like, I wasn't, I wasn't obese, but I was borderline getting in the unhealthy region as far as my weight, my size, things like that. Just discouraging to hear. You're like, oh man, man, I've really let myself go. I was averaging around 200 pounds. Give you an idea. I'm like six foot, um, six foot on a good day, four foot seven on a bad day. But, um, you know, just through time, uh, my diet's changed a little bit better. I feel like I'm trying to be more adventurous with trying foods and less reliant on sugar. I've had way less sugar in recent months. Uh, I just drink my coffee black now. I'm very trying to avoid super sugary, uh, foods, you know, uh, taking more vitamins, things like that. So it's been good. I've been trying to, I've been trying to make a little tweaks here and there, trying to make myself feel better. And, um, what's been cool is I have noticed that, um, I've gotten better at not eat, needing to eat as much at times, I feel like, uh, which is, you know, this is subjective on, uh, I'm not, I'm not telling everyone just go out there and just never eat again. I'm just saying I've gotten better about not needing to be like, let me eat 12 bags of popcorn. Now it's just like, let me just eat like one. I'm good. Like, why do I need to fill myself up? I should just eat enough, not too much. Um, I've gotten better about that. And I have noticed at times I didn't need to have certain, like, it got easier with skipping meals and things like that. And it got to the point where um, fasting for ter- periods of time seemed easier. Um, and you should always eat three meals a day, of course. But I'm just saying as far as the dependency on food lowering. And um, I've even noticed I've lost some weight, which is kind of cool. Um, I still eat a lot. I shouldn't say I don't eat a lot. I just say like I try and balance it out more instead of eating a lot every meal. I just try and, you know. Um, so I was averaging, uh, I think my heaviest, 210. But I averaged around two, two hundred, anywhere from two hundred to two ten, and uh, in the past months, I've actually dropped a good amount of weight. And I'm not looking. Luckily, I'm not looking skeleton. I'm looking kind of like lighter. Uh, I'm averaging around one eighty, so that's pretty cool. You know, a lot less resistance, a lot better. If I'm like, <laughs> if I'm just walking around places, not breaking through the floor, you know. Um, that's actually a funny story. Uh, <laughs> We've all had that happen, right? We've all broken through a roof at a place we're exploring and then just nearly die. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, um, uh, that's the thing. I, uh, I, I think it's cool. Lost some weight and everything. And I don't know. 
I, uh, last night I kind of just decided I was drinking a little bit of water and I was like, you know what, let me just do this fasting thing. Um, cause I wasn't feeling super hungry last night. I was feeling a little nauseous and I was like, let me just drink water, hang out, things like that. And, um, I did that. I, uh, just decided, let me just not eat and maybe, uh, just fast for 24 hours. So that's what I'm doing in the process of it, drinking water, things like that. And it was a little difficult. There's at times I really want to eat, but I also admire the, the practice. It's a, it's a struggle. And I feel like it's, it's kind of a fun one because I could, I've read up on, um, people debate if it's good for you or not. I was looking at this website, Healthline, amongst many other sources. I've, I've heard of the results of fasting and how it's good for you, but uh, Healthline was talking about the eight reasons that I, fasting can be good for you. Um, one of them, it promotes blood sugar control by reducing insulin resistance. Um, talks about several studies uh, have found that fasting may improve blood sugar control, which could be especially used for those at risk of diabetes. Cool. I've always struggled with my sugar intake, so diabetes has always been a concern. Um, what about it promotes better health by fighting inflammation? You know, inflammation is not a fun thing, especially, uh, you know, those that experienced it when it comes to just uh, dealing with our insides can be a little sketchy. I've battled inflammation in the past um, and it can it could spark up from a variety of things from, let's say, just like diseases to muscular reasons to other things like that. So, you know, that's why a lot of these anti-inflammatories -inflammatory come in handy, but I guess also fasting, you know, from what it looks like. Um, what about... It says it may enhance heart health by improving blood pressure. I'm, I'm going to butcher this, but uh, triglycerides, 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 triglycerides. I'm not sure, but uh, improving what that word is, triglycerides and cholesterol levels. Okay, cool. Admire that. I always love to keep my triglycerides on check because they just, they love to run amok in town. And cholesterol, yeah. I mean, hey, man, Cheerios lowers your cholesterol levels, right? Good. Um, we got may boost brain function and prevent uh, neurodegenerative disorders. That one's interesting because I've heard of studies of the bacteria in your stomach affecting the way you think and making you like, uh, you know, as far as just thinking and focusing and memory. And I've experienced issues with that throughout my life and my diet's always been an issue. So I, I feel like that could be a very logical reason to assume that I've, I've struggled with certain things. Um, so it's interesting to think if I, if you go a time period without eating and just drinking a lot of water, is it possible that maybe it washes out some of that bad bacteria and you're kind of cleansing your body? You know, um, here, this definitely raises an interesting point. Um, as it say here, it says several studies have found that fasting could have a power effect on brain health, you know, things like that. I like that. I like my brain. I like to think things, you know, let's see. They're talking about, um, Ooh, Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. That's something I'm actually a little worried about, uh, Loki. Like, you know, aside from this podcast, aside from writing and other things, I'm worried that maybe one day my my brain health will fail me at my old age, and at least my grandkids or whoever can just look into like the stuff I'm doing now and be like, oh, I have a better idea of who grandpa was. You know, he was just, he was crazy at 23 and he's crazy now at like 94. Um <laughs> Okay, so I just misread this really bad. I just read AIDS weight loss. What? <laughs> like, I'm thinking, obviously I said that correctly. I'm thinking AIDS, like, you know, the STD. I'm like, great. Yeah. So another good reason to fast is because you can get AIDS. It's fantastic. Always tried. Never succeeded. Yeah. adds weight loss by limiting calorie intake and boosting metabolism. See, that makes sense. Um, I've always heard too, like the good way of losing weight is just uh, eating less than you burn. 
so yeah, cool. All right. I dig that. You know, I mean, I'm, what did I eat today? Vitamins, water, didn't eat it, swallowed it, drank it. Cool. Respect. Um, not bad. Not bad. What about this? Increase Increases growth hormone secretion, which is vital for growth, metabolism, weight loss, and muscle strength. Okay. So a whole lot of just uh, intensity there. Hormones are good. Listen, we all got them. It's good. Uh, I remember when I was a kid and hormones started kicking in, I was like, whoa, uh, <laughs> my acorns dropped. What's going on here? <laughs> uh, you know, and they're, and they're just the typical voice cracking, you know, madness. Uh, muscle growth, that's always good. I like to lift things. I like to be able to lift things a lot better. What about this? Could delay aging and extend long longevity. Okay. So I'm never going to die. That is what I'm getting out of this. I am refusing to die because I'm not going to eat food. So that's, that's pretty sick. Uh, no, but that, that's pretty nice. That's, um, you know, obviously we all age. We all mature at different levels. We all age, but uh, that doesn't mean that our health has to decrease as we get older. We can also stay on top of it and stay good. There's a lot of studies on that I've heard. Or in college, I talked to a professor about it. He said, look, like a lot of people have this idea that if you get older, you can't be strong, can't be healthy. That's nonsense. If you stay working out, stay eating healthy, you could be you could be good. You could be on top of it and not have all these typical issues that elderly people have. And that that was very fascinating to see, you know. Uh what about this? May aid in cancer prevention and increase the effectiveness of uh, chemotherapy. Okay. So definitely hope I don't have anything like cancer, but that's pretty sick. Cancer prevention and chemotherapy. Not bad. Not bad. You know, I guess with all this too, it's subjective. We all have different methods of working out, whether you want to bike, you want to run, you want to do squats, lift weights, bench, not bench, pushups, whatever. It's a whole plethora of ways, man. And just because you're in shape for one thing doesn't mean in shape for another um, they've taken a whole bunch of fitness instructors and had them do some boxing and they were so tired. And then obviously you have boxers who are just geared towards it. It's just, you work your body towards goals you want to achieve. Um, fasting is something people have done throughout time for religious reasons, for other reasons, uh, before a test where you can't have any food in your system or even just now for recreational use. I don't think there's a right or wrong way. I guess as long as too, is I'm making sure to hydrate, drink a lot of water too. Uh, like I said, I took my vitamins today and I'm going to eat later on, of course. Um, and I feel fine. I feel hungry at times, but I, I ultimately feel good. I don't feel like I'm suffering. I don't feel like I'm in pain. So I worked my way up to the point where I could feel comfortable to do this. Um, yes, we'll see. You know, a lot of things are anecdotal. Um, what works for my body may not work for yours. Who knows? Uh, but uh, Healthline certainly looks like they took a bunch of studies for all these things and just kind of decided, uh, yeah, it's not bad. Um you know, there's always safety and side effects with a lot of these things, you know, if your blood sugar acts up, if you have pre-existing issues, you know, I mean, I'd say consult a doctor before doing it. I know I didn't. So, <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, who knows, uh, giving it a shot. So I'm thinking maybe at nine o'clock tonight, it's twelve thirty now. So I'm doing okay now, doing all right now. Once in a while, just chicken nuggies passes through my mind. I'm like, mm, Burger King, but we're staying strong. Staying strong, man. Might pick up in a hundred piece later. We'll see. Uh, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I think I'm just going to go cartwheel around my room for the next few hours. Hope you guys uh, do the same. Let's all just form a communion of cartwheeling and just, you know, form a cult over it. That'd be pretty sick. Uh, we'll see how this uh, fasting stuff takes. All right, guys. I'll talk to you later. Um, reminder, of course, as always, if someone you know has had COVID-19 and recovered, please... Uh, Get yourself tested. If you've already been tested and you've had it and you've recovered, 
the American Red Cross is doing what's called covalescent plasma donations, which means if you've had the disease and you've recovered, your body's developed antibodies, and that means you can pass on your plasma to help those who are affected. It's a great way to help. You know, it's not a lot we can do right now aside from just taking our normal vitamins, vitamin C and zinc, building up our immune system, uh, staying away from people, drinking water, working out, you know, keeping ourselves normally healthy. There's not a lot of things we can do to help people during this time, but covalescent plasma seems like a way that could potentially help. So why not? But uh, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in as always. It's been the Free the Sourstone Podcast, your host, Alahi, and I'm out.